Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the DKH2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and what a win for Jeff Capel and your Panthers. 71-70, a huge comeback in a game they had to win against their first Power 5 opponent in Northwestern, their first road game of the season, stepping up for the ACC in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Your Pitt Panthers are now 3-1 on the season after a big comeback win. And yes, I know. Northwestern, not some superpower opponent. But the thing is, we have to acknowledge it. Pitt is in a situation where they have to rebuild, or it has to rebuild where, where it's at right now. And they've to get the Panthers to get there, they gotta have wins like this. And this win is symbolic for multiple reasons. Not just because it was a power five opponent and a road opponent and, and young players playing, but this was the type of win that Jeff Capel was talking about he needed to see from his team. Getting punched in the mouth. Pitt was struggling early. In the first half, they shot 21%. They shot, um, they shot 44% from the strike. Just abysmal. At one point in the in the first half, the lead got to 13 for Northwestern. Everything was going wrong for Pitt, but its defense hung in there. Northwestern, a team that was averaging over 100 points a game, was held to 70. And you got to give credit to Pitt's defense. Um, you got you got to have give give credits to Pitt's defense for what it was able to put together in this game, especially in that second half. There weren't too many easy possessions for Northwestern. They were fighting fighting the ball screens the entire time, and the defense was giving the offense time to rebound and figure its stuff out. And Jeff Capel said after the game, what we said to the players when we got to the, to the locker room at halftime, we just said, relax. The offense will come. And, oh, man, it sure came. Because Xavier Johnson, who was struggling in the first half, couldn't buy a bucket, couldn't hit a layup, and he said he was, he was frustrated. He finishes going Five for nine on th- on three pointers in the game, leading the team with 21 points, six or seven rebounds, four assists, and it's e- it's also notable because they uh, the Panthers, you know, he got four fouls with like 10 minutes to go in the game. He was one st- one foul from 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 getting out of there, and one of the key possessions that helped uh, Pitt in, in the late run, he fights for a jump ball on a loose ball. He could have been called for a foul, and he. He said, I'm going to go in there and get it. That's that's being a leader. That's being a leader. And on the final possession of the game, and yes, Northwestern blew several opportunities to close this game. But if you want to get to being a good team, you've got to be able to capitalize on other teams' mistakes, and that's what happened in this game. You also saw Pitt's young players step up, the freshmen. William Jeffress, seven points off the bench. Yes, he went three, four, eleven down the uh, 
down down the you know you know from the field. But that's not the point here, guys. The point is that Pitt was able to find resilience in its in its young players. He also helped with four rebounds in this game. You had uh, Koulibaly. He, he he was playing tough and physical. You know he hit two free throws, but no 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 points from from the field. He had four rebounds in the game. He fouled out at one point. It was a tough game for him because he got into foul trouble early. But I uh, gotta say, John Hughley stepping up. Yes, it was only three rebounds, and he only had that one bucket with the ammo, but it was a huge bucket. It, it, late in the game, when Pitt needed an answer, he got the ball underneath and slammed it down. And it was funny. I was in the live file for DK Pittsburgh Sports saying, oh, here comes John Hugley. He's not been good with the ball in his hands, and he shuts me right up, gets the ball, and just slams it down with two hands, getting the and one, and then hits the free throw. Uh, Pitt, was, Pitt, Pitt was a plus, he was a plus seven when he was on the on the floor tonight. Huge stepping up from him, getting huge bench minutes. Uh, he came off the floor for ten. He came on the floor for ten minutes. Uh, again, William Jeffers, thirty-three minutes in this game. He had a steal, uh, blew a dunk, but you know he's a young player. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see that from him. But of course, it was Pitt's big three pulling him out the, pull him out of the fire again. Xavier Johnson, twenty-one points. Audis Tony, eighteen points. Uh, he finished also with eight rebounds. But the star of the game had to be Justin Champagny, twenty points, nine of nineteen on the floor. One of six from three, that was tough, and he was one of five from the stripe. That needs to improve. But 20 rebounds. That's a 20-20 game, and he played every single minute in this game. That's stepping up. And after the game, Jeff Capel said, the last time I had a guy go 20-20 like that was a player by the name of Blake Griffin. Ooh, you like to hear that, right? And... This started off like a game where you're thinking, uh, and I saw I saw all this in the com- comment section, and uh, this isn't making fun of you. This is this is what it was. Pitt come out shooting stone cold on national television. This was on ESPN. This was part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and everyone was saying, "Man, this is a horrible look for the program. Who's gonna want to play for you when you're shooting like this?" But then they keep working it back. They keep coming back. Xavier Johnson's hitting threes. Audis Tony hitting some good runners. Pitt getting physical underneath. And the final possession of the game. A huge step for this pro for this program to see Xavier Johnson showing up in the big moments and showing up as a as a leader and a field general. Northwestern Mitts boasts their free throws. Pitt knows it's down one. Jeff Cable doesn't has a timeout, he doesn't even use it. He trusts Xavier Johnson. Johnson brings it up the court, pauses for a second. Drives into the lane, which draws all the traffic from Northwestern. He kicks it right to Champagny, who just slams it down. And Pitt went ballistic off the bench. They called timeout, and Pitt was just like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And, and I felt it. I was like, okay, that y'all y'all deserve to be proud of that one. Because they were it was a 13-point you know, uh, lead erased. They were down pretty much the entire game until, you know, until that point. It was... Fantastic, and that was with five seconds left. Also, Pitt's defense, very good in this game. Calling off the ball screens, you know, passing players off to each other, being ready for the switches, much smoother. They're they're figuring it out, y'all. Your Pitt Panthers may have some things cooking right now for this team. It's not just going to be the Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan show like it was last year. You got Justin Champagny. You got Audis Tony. You got Johnson. Ethel Horton, yeah, okay. 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 3 from three points. That's rough. You know, we'll see. We'll see how he progresses. But 
You got some really good minutes from Otakale. You got some really good minutes from Noah Collier. Noah Collier also, in that comeback, Pitt went on a 6-0 run in the last 34 seconds. Right before the possession that led to the, the missed free throws, the Pitt's running a full-court trap, and Collier gets the steal and kicks it right to Champagny, who puts it up, who, who puts it, who puts it up to get the game down to down to one point. Huge, huge performance. And, and Jeff Capel was talking about the freshmen um, and how they stepped up. Of course, with Hughley, Jeffress, Collier, Otakali, all of them playing significant mi- minutes in this game. Gotta say, that was an impressive win. And yes, again, I know it's Northwestern. But these are the kind of wins you need to see from this group to grow. They did get punched in the mouth. They weren't hitting shots early. They were down double digits in the first half. And then, all of a sudden, they come out in the second half. They're feeling it. They're getting it together. And they put up the points. They keep the defense going. The defense really kept this team alive. So kudos to the Panthers, kudos to Jeff Capel. That was an impressive win, most impressive win of the season. Gotta say, um, I know there's a long road to go. They still got they got Gardner Webb next, and then ACC play begins very soon within a week. But it's that kind of inspired play that makes you feel better about where Jeff Capel's taking this team because uh, Kevin Stolenstein doesn't come back from that. They, they just they just win as the front runners. Jeff Capel's team, a little bit different there. So there's some hope for you, Pitt fans. Maybe you see a little bit more moving forward from Pitt's offense, and maybe you get a sign that the defense is figuring things out. And who knows? Maybe they'll be ready for ACC play, and this will be a more competitive team. Long way to go, though. Long way to go. Lots of young players on this team. But this is one of those wins that those young players will hold on to and say, I, I remember that night against Northwestern when we were on the road in Chicago having to figure all that all these things out. And we pulled it out because we trusted ourselves. That's the kind of stuff that, build, that, that builds a team, builds young men, and builds the strong program. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the DKHTP podcast, we got to talk about football. They got Georgia Tech nets. But I'm not as much concerned about Georgia Tech. I'm much more concerned about how this season has continued. They lost Rashad Weaver. I'm going to get into the details of why, how, and what it's meaning for all of college sports, what's going on in the world right now, right after this. All right, we're back here on the DKH2P podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. So we got to talk about the big news for Pitt football this week. You know, I know Pitt basketball had its game, and Pitt football is going to play Georgia Tech today, Thursday. But... There was news. If you haven't heard by now, Rashad Weaver, the team's one of the team's top edge rushers, has opted out of the final game of the season, according to reports. Now, Rashad Weaver had seven and a half sacks on the season. He had he led the team with I think 14 and a half tackles for loss. And this was a huge year for him. Remember, he was hurt last year. Everyone was wondering, could he be what they hoped he would be? And he certainly was. Him and Patrick Jones were the top edge-rushing duo in the country. Together, they had over 27 sacks by themselves. And they were the only two pass... The pit is now the only team with two pass rushers who were nominated as semifinalists for the Chuck Bednarik Award. 
so when Rashad Weaver opts out, and granted, it's the last game of the season, and Pitt fans may be feeling like, ah, oh, man, this hurts. Because Jalen Twyman opted out before the season began. Paris Ford opted out after they got spanked by Notre Dame. And now Rashad's gone. And if Rashad's gone, you have to think, is Patrick Jones going to play in this game? And you're probably thinking, man, is this quitting on the team? Is this is this giving up you know, when, you, when you're supposed to stick with your guys? I'm here to say, absolutely not. Because Rashad Weaver is one of many young people in this country right now who's a, who is a student athlete and has to make really tough choices in the most insane time in the modern era of college of collegiate sports it's just a it's just a fact uh, and, and Jeff Capel was actually talking about this from a basketball perspective saying how he has so much respect for any kid out there man or woman playing sports right now in the middle of this pandemic and the stresses that it has to cause, the daily testing that goes into it, the rigid protocols, while also studying to try and, you know, make sure you're doing well in school. He said, you know, Jeff Cable said, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Well, Rashad Weaver made a choice. And his choice makes sense. He already made it clear he was going to the NFL draft. We knew that that was coming. But he's accomplished his goal just the in the last game not last week because they had a they had a bye week but in the last game against Clemson yes Pitt got blown up by Clemson but the guy had two sacks and a forced fumble against Trevor Lawrence and Clemson and the national media got to see that he showed off in his last nationally televised game and I wrote a whole piece about this on dkpittsburghsports.com where you can read my analysis into this but the bottom line is that there's no guarantee that college football is going to have a full bowl season this year. There are 11 bowl games that have been canceled already. 11. And and all of them are the kind of bowl games that Pitt would get invited to. In fact, one of them is the Quick Lane Bowl, which they won last year against Eastern Michigan. But there are all those, those games, those bowl games that invite teams that didn't have a great record or underperformed or maybe they 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 normally underperform and they overperform this year and they get in there but th- these are all the teams that nobody unless you're a fan of these teams or you're just a, a football junkie like I am you turn on to watch those games but that's what Pitt was headed for and those games are already being canceled so if I'm Rashad Weaver why in the world would I play one more game and risk myself being injured and potentially risk my career in the NFL? Not saying that Rashad Weaver is going to be a first-round pick, but he may have worked himself into the conversation of second- and third-round picks. I think Patrick Jones has gotten himself pretty close to that first round as well. There's a lot of questions floating around for for students that have to figure out hey how am I, how what am I going to you know how am I going to do this what 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 am I going to put my emphasis on because because you look at this and you think you want to play you want to play ball you want to have a chance to 
to perform. You want to you you want to finish your season. You know that most most people that play these sports, they're not they're never getting a chance to play this again. They're not going to the NFL. They're not going to the NBA. They're thinking along the lines of man, we can't. You know, we, we we can't we can't you know you know we can't miss that. But then you got people like Rashad Weaver who they've got a future. Same thing for Paris Ford. Same thing for Jalen uh, Twyman. And you're thinking not just the injuries, but they got to go through COVID testing every day right now. It's not like it's not like normal practice where you just you show up super early in the morning for college students. You wake up super early. You practice early. You then you go to your classes. Then you come back. You practice again. You do your weight training, whatever, and then you're you're going about your day. And that life is stressful. It is stressful. It is it is it, it puts a lot of pressure on you. But you know, student athletes that's what they're willing to put up with because they 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 love the sport. They want to make a career in it. That's that's what it takes. But now you're adding all the other pressures of having to to get tested all the time, and then maybe you won't play, and then maybe you will play, and or maybe you get it, and then you put yourself at risk, and then you put your family at risk, or your roommates at risk, or whoever at risk. And Rashad Weavers, I get it. I've had enough of this. Even if Pitt does get invited to one of those middling bowl games that does survive the bowl season and 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 gets played despite of COVID, what does he get out of that? Nothing. There's no there's no championship on the line. There's no ACC title. Just another middling bowl game if they even get that. I mean, they just canceled Ohio State, Michigan. I don't care about the fact that Michigan stinks this year and Ohio State was going to run them over for a twenty thousandth year in a row. That's Ohio State, Michigan. That pulls in ratings. They allowed that game to get canceled. They're not. They don't. They're not. They're not going to care about these, these these little bowl games, the Pinstripe Bowl, or whatever else is out there, the Bahama Bowl. I think of one someday I need to do a funny podcast of just the funniest bowl game names. But you get my point. Rashad Weaver wasn't going to go through that. And no player should go through that. If if this isn't a game that's going to raise my profile by a whole lot, why am I putting my career at risk for, for this right now? And also people might say, that's selfish. These kids just put on years of their lives, getting beat up, pushing themselves to the limits, sacrificing so much, and then this year especially. And now they got a chance to make real money and set themselves up for the rest of their lives and they want to protect that. I am perfectly fine with that. And Rashad Weaver, he's a, he was a heck of a Panther. You know, and that win over Virginia Tech, he the way that he talked about that game, that should put a smile on your face. And I talked about it in this very podcast. He said he was never washing that jersey. He was keeping it. He was putting it in a case, and he was never going to let it be washed because he always wants to remember the feeling that he had the night that Pitt beat Virginia Tech on his senior day and how much fun that was for him. That's a Panther right there. And Pitt fans, I, I hope you have the kind of respect and reverence for a guy like that. Now, granted, I haven't seen a whole lot of people go on social media going after him saying, oh, you're a quitter, da 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 because I did see some of that with Paris Ford. But Rashad is like, hey, man, you did a heck of a job. 
you showed out. And I said on this very podcast right after the, the Clemson game, I was like, uh, that was exactly what you were supposed to do if you're, if you're him and Patrick Jones. Both of them got to, to Trevor Lawrence. You showed the world that, like, oh, wait, who's that guy sacking the best player in college football? Oh, those guys? Oh, maybe, maybe we should take a look at them. So I'm not mad at I'm not mad at Rashad Weaver. I won't be mad at Patrick Jones if he decides to opt out of the last game or or a bowl game. It's just it's just the fact is right now there's so much more on the line than a game against Georgia Tech and the potential for a middling bowl game. And and, and mind you, what I'm I'm still wondering how this is going to work out because a team's not going to know if they're in the bowl game, right? They're just going to be there. They're just going to be practicing after these last games. Like when do they? When will they know if they're playing in a bowl game? How long do they have to wait? Because it isn't just normal. Like, hey, we're just going to practice for a, for a week or so. We're going to put things on hold, study some film, blah blah blah. They still got to get tested every day three times a week, whatever it is that they get tested. But that's still, you still got to get tested and worry about that and isolate yourself. You still got to go through all those restrictions. And then if you don't end up having a bowl game because of all the uncertainty of this bowl season, that's going to be horrible. And I get not wanting to go through that. So like I said, I'm not mad at Rashad Weaver or anyone else that opts out at this point. This is a crazy year. These guys are kids. And if you're headed to the draft, you need to uh, protect yourself as best you can. So kudos, Rashad Weaver. And thank you for listening to the DKH2P podcast. We'll keep bringing you great pit coverage as, uh, you know, all season long here. Pit basketball getting season underway. Uh, soon ACC play will begin. It feels like this is moving really fast. Hopefully basketball can hold out. Hopefully the country can hold out and the world can hold out. And uh, hopefully you're staying safe out there. Remember to wear a mask, people, um, and, uh, you know, protect yourself. Keep, you know, make sure you're minding your surroundings, washing your hands, doing all the things you need to do to keep you and your family safe in these trying times. If you're enjoying the show, please write, rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing show really helps out the show. Subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Also, subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com for $4.99 a month or $39.99 a year. Back in a year soon here on the DKH2P podcast. Thank you.